the expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So, oh my God, have you seen all of these fucking comeback stages? Oh, they're so incredible. All of these comeback <laughs> stages. Uh, I, this is one of my favorite things about comeback season too, is these comeback stages because we get so many different angles and close-up shots and live vocals coming through. Yeah, I'm in love with yeah. them. I was truly this this time around I was thinking well we already have like the manifesto we have music videos we have live performances on Corden and Fallon like you know do we really even need the classic comeback stages yeah. but they oh my god we the, and we're I'm so happy that we got them because <laughs> they're like they have like different angles in some of them or like closer up shots and mm -hmm. I have just been really and also all the different outfits mm -hmm. this is like really the comeback stages are when you get to see the different styles of the era yeah um, it's yeah, been wonderful I've been them. I love them mm -hmm. too. <laughs> So welcome back, Iconics. And if you're new to the podcast, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, I'm not fully sure what's going to happen in this episode yet, but I bet it'll be emotional. <laughs> yes. Or this is the comeback where biases don't exist and ARMY is just perpetually wrecked oh, by God. every single member. You are so true. That's so true. It's like all their best era. Seriously. <laughs> uh, so if you're here for that, then you are in the right place. Because today 
we are giving our personal take and review of Map of the Soul 7. Woop woop. Finally, guys, <laughs> it took a lot. It yeah. took a lot. Yeah, but we are so, so excited to just get into and explore all of our mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings about this album. But of course, before we get into it, we want to say thank you, Iconics, for being here and for supporting us. If you would like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs full of episode notes, important links, pictures, uh, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standing bts or if you'd like you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standing bts podcast your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes any type of support iconics is super appreciated thank you all for being here and for listening yeah it means the world to us every time that we hear from you and just knowing that you guys are are there is really the reason why we're doing everything mm-hmm. Um, so real quickly before we get into the episode, um, it is the first episode of March, which means that we should be debuting our new charity of the month. But just because we'd like to spend a little bit of time talking and explaining about our charity of the month and because we know this episode is going to be a doozy um, lengthwise, <laughs> yeah, for sure, um, we are going to postpone introducing and talking about our charity of the month until next week's episode. Yeah, so be looking for that next week. So here's an overview of our Map of the Soul 7 album review. We're first going to talk about general info about the album. Then we're going to go song by song for the second half of the album, discussing the writers and producers, the general vibe and feel of the songs, lyrics, and of course, our interpretations of those lyrics. If you're interested in hearing more about the first half of the album, go listen to our Map of the Soul Persona album review, which was episode 66. We're also briefly going to discuss Shadow black swan on an ego because we've already covered all of these topics for each of those songs in previous episodes which we'll give a shout out as we go along if you want to go back and listen to those okay So here's some general information about Map of the Soul 7. It was released on February 21st, 2020. Some of the the common symbols and themes that we see in this album is we see BTS themselves as a concept, not as much of an album era series theme that we've kind of seen in the past. This is more revolved, like the concept is them, and a lot Mm -hmm. of the concept too is ARMY and the relationship between the two. Yeah, It really it's really a reflection of them over the past seven years, which makes sense with Map of the Soul 7, where they are now and where we are with them, how there's this fandom relationship with BTS, the the growth of the fandom. Um, and then something we also really love about this album that really makes it seven is that they all have solo songs, which we were kind of anticipating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this so this was surprising to us that this album turned out to really see more of being BTS them as a concept because with Mm -hmm. persona we spent a lot of time on persona heavily talking about Jungian concepts and themes that came into play in the lyrics because of this map of the soul and things that referenced the the map of the soul book and you know everything was really heavily um focused on like talking about that persona Um, And this was not so as much if, you know, Map of the Soul persona was them exploring that. This was like them exploring themselves and relationship with ARMY. 
Yeah, which is a little bit a part of the idea of Map of the Soul and Persona and Shadow. There is exploration into that, but there really isn't that heavy Jungian references that we were kind of anticipating. Um, But it's kind of a relief because now we don't really have to get into that. But we also have this on music video that we have to totally dissect, (laughs) which is going to be really hard. Oh, it's going to be so Um, tough. Yeah, but some common lyrical references we do see within the lyrics, they kind of reappear over and over in a lot of the songs, um, are child, shadow, sea, maze, winters, and springs, and of course, seven. Uh, We also kind of see some movie references, although we see this more in the music videos than in the lyrics. Um, But Mm -hmm. that's kind of, we kind of hear movie here and there, like especially in Jungkook's song yeah and i do feel like these are references that bts has made before in their lyrics like Mm -hmm. it's almost you know relating this album back to previous themes that they've talked about too um so as far as the repackaged songs we have intro persona boy with love make it right jamai vu and dionysus we were, I mean, I was honestly surprised that five of the songs on this album were were repackaged. Um, but once the album came out and I listened to it all the way through from all, you know, Persona to Ego, um, I didn't think that they don't not fit, you know. I think that they go well with the other songs on there. Um, but I just, me personally, have the desire to listen to the new music more because... Yeah. I've had those other songs for, you know, the past year almost. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I think that as far as like in the business mind goes, I think the repackaged songs provide um, Persona 1 to be the intro for the new album. So then in one whole album, you have Persona Shadow Ego, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also I'm thinking about like new fans, like people who discover BTS just now at this comeback this album like the rest of the rest of map of the soul seven they do have a lot of solo songs so having the element of these persona songs on there provides some more ot7 songs for a potential new listener and also i love the dionysus transition from that into shadow um oh yeah it it really flows so well one into another and we even talked about how Dionysus was a little experimental mm -hmm. which gets us into shadow which is also pretty experimental um is how we feel about it yeah and I remember like at the end of the persona episode being like the way that this song is it's so different like they're totally setting themselves up to go on to something like more experimental and push those Mm -hmm. limits and then you know of course the next fucking song on the album they did it yeah we really raved about that in our map of the soul persona album review (laughs) (laughs) okay So we're going to go ahead and go through the remainder of the track list, starting with Interlude Shadow. So it was written and produced by Suga, El Capitan, Ghost Loop, P-Dog, and RM. Uh, The keyboard is being played by Suga, too, which we just find really incredible because we love that that was his his first love, you know, so... It's very special that he's the on the keyboard for the song. But if you guys want to know more about Shadow, check out episode 101, which is Sugar Shadow for a review of the song's lyrics, production, and meeting. So now we're going to get into Black Swan. It was written and produced by P-Dog, 
RM, August Rigo, Vince Nantes, Clyde and Clyde Kelly. And then J-Hope and Jungkook worked on the chorus of this song, which, wow, good job. Like, so, I mean, it's such a good song. Um, but also, we're not going to get in depth on this song because we've already covered it in episode 102, Black Swan. Very clever title there. Um, <laughs> so go check that out if you want a review of the song's lyrics, production, and meaning. Yeah, for sure. So the first new song to cover today is Filter, which, of course, <laughs> is Jimin's song. Uh, Filter was written and produced by Tom Wickland, Hilda Stemmalm, Hitman Bang, Lee Suran, Lutra Donke, and, uh, of course, Jimin also worked on the chorus, which is super cute and mm-hmm. so proud. Um, so... Immediately upon hearing the song, I felt like the vibe and the feel was like a sexy Latin seductive vibe, um, oh, kind of yeah. with like the rhythm that we get and then the guitar. It definitely gives that Latin feel. It's kind of upbeat. And uh, I feel like this is definitely a song you could shake your hips to. Oh, it's so sexy. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And that sexiness, like at the same time, it's so much of a siren song. Like Mm -hmm. when I listen, I feel totally memorized. And he does this. I mean, he does the amazing Jimin thing, right? Where he's like, he's singing very light and airy at some points. And then he'll register or he'll contrast it with like lower register harmonies, either along with it in the background or just in there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, when I heard these, like, okay. Oh my yes, God. And yeah. Yes. It's so sexy. I, I couldn't believe it when I heard it. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Those are my <laughs> favorite part of the song. He's just like singing and it's a little pause. Okay. Oh my God. Okay, I just, yeah. his voice is just so <sighs> sultry and wow. Very deep, sexy. A little deep, a little raspy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so sultry. <laughs> so now we're going to go ahead and get into the lyrics. So one of the lines in the song is, you can pick and use one of me. And of course the song is filter. So I'm just thinking about when you take a picture and you want to like edit it and make it look better. You're just like trying to pick and choose. And to me, this this really stood out to me because it, it reminded me of the um, like love yourself speech where Namjoon said, please use me, please use us BTS to love yourself. And for me, I kind of feel like this is Jimin saying, pick and use one of me to like, maybe feel better about yourself or more confident in yourself. That's kind of what I'm getting from the whole song of filter. And you and I kind of have differences of opinion here, but like, that's just how I interpreted it. No, Mm -hmm. I, I, I agree with that interpretation. I think that that interpretation is a better interpretation (laughs) than what I thought of. And mine is just more basic, like more just literal. What is a filter? Mm -hmm. Um, I just thought of like BTS's different eras and Mm -hmm. how each different era might appeal to a different like different people in different ways. And so it's like, oh, I really love Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Jimin. Or wow, Fire Yoongi just really kills me, you yeah. know? So it's, you know, when it's, you can pick and use one of me, I think about like how K-pop in general can try to be so relatable to so many different kinds of looks likes. and appearances. And looks yeah. and appearances. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I was just thinking of it in in that sense. But I definitely think that it is like, Jim and kind of using him, applying him as a filter in a sense to like make you feel better. Feel more confident, yeah. And whenever yeah. I see Jimin standing next to like Nam June or anyone else, he just 
has this confidence to him. Like he knows he's, he's attractive and he's charismatic. And I think just standing beside him would make anyone feel confident and charismatic. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I feel. Uh, Jimin is what he's trying to say in the song, I guess at least. Mm -hmm. Um, another lyric is let me know your type. And this reminded us of shadow and black swan themes where they're saying like, who am I? Or even persona uh, saying, who am I? Let me know your type. We kind of got this similarity between between those songs and, and Filter. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I can be your genie. How about Aladdin? And OK, first of all, here's another movie reference. Yes. Um, and in the movie Aladdin, the genie was a prisoner to whomever possessed the lamp, but the genie also had the power to grant, you know, any wish that you could ever want. Um, Aladdin was, was poor, you know, before the genie gave him anything, but he was also kind and caring and, you know, like true love, the prince and, you know, Mm. um, really, uh, really heroic. So Jimin is really just saying I can be whatever you want to be I can make your wildest dreams come true or I can just like be the person who cares for you yes exactly he can be both he can be both Mm -hmm. another line that I really liked was mix the colors in your palette uh which of me do you want and I the mixing colors in a palette I just really love that imagery that's put in there Um, another thing is he says, look at me who turned into a child all of a sudden, which child is one of those other common themes in the lyrics. He says, look at, look at me who turned into a child all of a sudden, the more you look, the cuter I am like crazy. And for me, this is Jimin referencing to his own duality. Oh um, my God. Because a lot of the song is um, really sexy and all this other stuff. And then he mentions this child. If you look at him more, the cuter he is. And so it's like, he's got both. He's got the the sexy and the cute. He's self-aware <laughs> about mm-hmm. his about his own duality of like how, you know, he knows how sexy he can be in one moment and how cute in the next. And I just love that this line, you know, came across that way. The rest mm-hmm. of that stanza is super confident as well, where he says, neither taste nor standards matter in front of me. You become to, you become to want me and only me. Yeah, because it's you who made me. Um, so obviously he's like, yes, clearly I'm the one you want, even if not at the beginning, you know, in due time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's like a little nod to, to army saying, because it's you who made me. So it's that, that humility sneaking back in there too. Um, and then at the end he says, try entrusting yourself to me. We will become a new us. Apply me to your heart. And to me, this is this line is what really sealed the deal with your interpretation of filter for me, because mm-hmm. the apply me to your heart where, you know, you put on a filter to make yourself feel better about a picture or, you know, just to alter appearance or whatever for confidence. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Jimin is saying, like, use me for confidence, you know, apply me to your heart, apply my confidence to who you are. And I just love that. Yeah, I think that just goes into like our overall interpretations of this song is like Jimin using him as a filter as a way to build self-confidence or love for oneself. 
Yeah, and I think it also at the same time shows his love for Army. And I feel like he's trying to express his desire to be, you know, to be beside Army whenever we're feeling low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. It's just he's so kind and reassuring. He's such a great supporter. We all know that. He is the only filter that we need. <laughs> yes, and we are totally under his power and control. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so moving on to Jungkook's solo song, which is My Time. It was written and produced by Sleep D's, RM, Jungkook, J-Ra, Gibson, P-Dog, Prince Board, Rochelle, Elaine, and Jungkook also worked on writing the chorus. So for the vibe and feel of this song, it's very much R&B, and it's it's a gentle and passionate song. Mm. It's very steamy. Mm-hmm. This is a very sex gentle song. and passionate. Okay. It is a sex song. Like yeah. this is a song that you add to your sex playlist, and mm-hmm. like this song sounds sexy. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of vocal runs. So many beautiful vocal mm-hmm. runs. His like his vocal runs remind me of like the ones that Justin Timberlake does in his like super R&B passionate songs. It just gives me that total, that total vibe. Oh yeah. And he just, by the way he sings, you you can tell he just loses himself in this song and really lets go. Um, yeah. I, I think this song is so wonderful for him. Yeah. I just, I can imagine him in the studio or I can imagine him performing this live and just closing his eyes and just letting those runs go and just totally feeling it in the moment and you can really feel his passion come through as he's singing this song so getting into the lyrics um he starts off right at the beginning saying 24 it feels as if i became an adult quicker than anyone my life has been a movie all the time and so again we have like this movie reference um and if you're thinking about your life being movie it's just it's all moving too quick it's maybe like picture perfect um and he's immediately setting the tone for this song that it's going to be a reflection back on, you know, the short life that he's had so far. He goes on to say, but perhaps I was too fast. There are traces of what I missed. Don't know what to do with it. Am I living this right? So he just really doesn't know what to do with the idea that maybe he did miss out on something or, you know, he yes, he's set on this path now, but what if his life would have been different? What if he would have made different choices? You know, he was so young was so- to make this decision, this big life decision that this has become his life and he was like so so young 14 i cannot he graduated imagine. middle school with bang tan yeah like that's <laughs> crazy can you imagine doing the uh, unless you're like a a gymnast there's very few professions that do this like gymnasts mm-hmm. um dancers like singers i'm um, you know may sometimes start like that young rigorously but there's very few who like you're doing something the majority of your day in middle school and you're still doing it now as a 24 year old it's crazy that's crazy. I can't imagine, you know, and especially what he's, you know, what he has missed out on, like a, a normal adolescence, normal mm-hmm. teenage years, like just going to high school and having friendships and, you know, like mm-hmm. fucking around being a kid, <laughs> yeah, you know, being a kid. he couldn't, he couldn't do any of that because he always had the weight of 
representing Big Hit, representing Bang Tan, and just, you know, he had so many responsibilities from just not being a so normal young. childhood. Yeah. Adolescent. Um, yeah. So he goes on to say, oh, I can't call ya, I can't hold ya, and then he even says, I can't touch ya, and this person, and yes, you know, yes, you know, almost like, yes, you know who I'm talking to. Yeah. Um, and later on in the song, it changes to, I will call you, I will hold you, I will touch you. Mm-hmm. Um, so later on in the song, he kind of finds the the resolution to find his time as throughout the song, he's saying, finna find my time. And wow, I just really appreciate him for saying finna. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just, what, what a slang word out of left park for you know, left park out of left field for him <laughs> left to use. Field, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of mm-hmm. park gym and soul. Um, <laughs> what a slang term out of left field to use, but I think it fits so well and it definitely fits like the RMB vibe of the song too. And it's comforting to us to know too, that like maybe his, his time wasn't when he was an adolescent. Maybe he didn't have that normal life, but like he's eventually going to find his time. He's going to find mm-hmm. that moment where, um, you know, he can have this like self-development or just time outside of, of BTS. Time to not just be Jungkook of BTS, you yes. know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly for lyrics, he ends up singing the young me who grew up without my own knowing. And then he ends up saying like a child who lost his way, which this line is just like, he grew up so, so fast and just it, fla- it quite literally flashed before his eyes. He wasn't even aware of mm-hmm. what he was losing or, um, you know, just kind of this abnormal, different life that he decided to live at such a young age and just was not aware of it. And who could be when you're that young? Yeah. I mean, no way that he thought, you know, back then that this is where he would be now. And man i i mean we've all we have all had that feeling of feeling like we went through an experience especially from like childhood so quickly and you know you didn't know until afterwards all that had happened you know it's kind of like that catching your breath type of thing um so for our our interpretation of the song overall i mean i do feel like it's a reflection back on the past seven years for him for sure Mm -hmm. kind of of course searching for his time um but it doesn't seem resentful you know i think we the way that we talk about it we're like oh we you know we feel bad for him that this has been his experience, but I don't think that that is how he is meaning it. You know, like I Mm -hmm. think he's happy and he's grateful for what he has. Um, and he's, he just is, is accepting that this is his life. This is his story, but he's just hoping for some time. He's just hoping for a little bit of exploration, I think on his own. And I think it would be wrong for us to not acknowledge that this could be the whole, the lyrics where he says, I can't call you, I can't hold you, I can't touch you. Um, you know, I think maybe he's reflecting back on his youth, his childhood, like he he can't hold his younger self, he can't touch it or like 
bring back what he missed but like there's always the potential that this could be about a relationship you know like Mm -hmm. this could be about I mean I can't imagine how frustrating it would be even just like friendships um being in the in the spotlight all the time being so restricted um but especially for relationships it's it's like romantic relationships it's really difficult in in k-pop it's just you know terrible so it's really sad to think that a lot of these they're a lot of the members are all of them they can't really have that relationship or they can't really be around them very often if they do yeah it feels like this idea of time is kind of a dual meaning of like finding the time from his youth and his childhood but also finding the time and like in regards to the freedom to do what he wants to do Mm -hmm. which he can't really do under the spotlight like this Mm yeah yeah well, I do really love this song, though. It is just one of my favorites on the album. I, mm-hmm. I, I think he did such a wonderful job. He did. So the next song is Louder Than Bombs. And this was written and produced by Troy Savon, Ali X, Leland, Bram Inscore, RM, Suga, and J-Hope. Um, the vibe and feel of this song is has very much of that dark pop vibe, meaning that it's like a little grungy, but it has that kind of poppiness going on. It has a prominent bass line. There's snaps in the background kind of acting as like hi-hats kind of in those, in those place fillers. Um, it's echoey but it's heavy and atmospheric um and also the kind of the the singing of the ahs of the pre-chorus and chorus kind of in between lines they tend to be very haunting a little bit yeah um the song it 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 hurts to listen to it seems painful and passionate and mournful and i don't know as i was listening to it the the word that kept going through my mind was that this song is a lament and a lament is just like a song of like mourning or sorrow and the lyrics and the 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 sound of the song really expressed that feeling and not that the song is like all sad right yeah um but it definitely has that kind of that feel to it that vibe to it for me of course at least it does have that vibe to it and I just love describing it as atmospheric and echoey and heavy and it is that dark pop and it is very experimental we I feel like that I have not heard a song like this from BTS before and um I think a lot of us were maybe taken aback by it a little bit just because it's it was unexpected the way that it sounds but it's it's beautiful and impactful Mm. and you really feel um a lot of passion and pain and that lament that you're referencing to yeah yeah I think like typically during a BTS song especially an OT7 song like this during the pre-chorus chorus is where that like tempo and that beat picks up a little bit Mm -hmm. but in this song that's where it slows us down especially with those ahs back and forth Mm -hmm. so I, i think it's very different from what they normally put out um as far as the lyrics go at the beginning they say the unfamiliar shadow in those shouts and cheers the word that perhaps will never be believed quote let's only see and hear good things which is a direct reference from two three from their wings album Mm -hmm. um and this just comes from and bts have said this that it's like bts can see 
army's shadows at concerts you know through everything they can see the pain and the suffering the army brings yeah, with them to a concert crying at the concert oh god I mean, you can because see, we're like, so and all of them just like saying like don't cry don't cry mm-hmm. yeah but yeah because we have this emotional and um, i mean like spiritual response to their concerts because it is so powerful and moving and because their music has done so much for us and you know and a lot of what that music does is it's it's that music for for healing um so so when we bring like that shadow or that part of us with us you know they can see the pain that that we're going through too mm-hmm. and i think that this song is such a memento to that mm-hmm. um also this is a little delayed but we did not uh cite a reference here dual set bonton is where we got all of these lyrics which is oh, where yeah. we always get the <laughs> lyrics and dual set bonton is amazing because they provide a lot of insight on just like the korean translation and how it could uh differ between english and kind of what the meanings of certain words and Korean Mm -hmm. might be that doesn't really carry over into the English language. Um, So a lyric, another like set of lyrics that we really love is, I want to tell you the darkness exists everywhere. Don't be afraid. Whatever night swallows me, I don't give up. The fight that is for you will shine. Uh Also, uh, a word that we totally, or a lyric that we kind of failed to to mention at the beginning that is reoccurring is, is fight. Mm-hmm. Um, fight comes up a fair amount, um, especially in on, we know that, yeah. but yeah, this is uh, just, it's so wonderful. It's so it's comforting. And even though this song seems like a lament and it's so you can feel the pain, but it's like, Hey, it exists everywhere. You're going to experience it, but don't be afraid of it. Like you can fight, fight this. It. Yeah. We'll keep shining. It's, mm-hmm. it's that, that feeling of perseverance, you know, that mm-hmm. they're promoting through that. Yeah. Then they go on to say you and I, we all feel it together. And oh, this again, I just am brought back to like the whole speak yourself, love yourself concepts of uh, just please use me, please use BTS to love yourself. Um, you and I, we feel it together that we're, we're one, that we are, we're helping each other as much as they help us, we help them. And, and I mm-hmm. think they're just so grateful and we're so grateful. And oh, let's just get emo about this army <sighs> BTS relationship. Yes, because and as much as we help each other too, we see each other's pains and we mm-hmm. help each other through those in the same way. And um, I will, ne- I'll just never be over that quote. Like I'll think about that on my deathbed. Me Please too. Use me. Please use <laughs> BTS to love yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, another quote, another lyric from the song says, "They are jealous of us. They say the pain I own is hypocrisy. No matter what I do, I roll in filth." And then they can continue on to say yeah we picked this game and to us this lyric is really addressing the consequences of fame that we hypothesize so so much about during shadow um because yes it's a choice that they all made to to be you know in the spotlight to join a a entertainment company to debut you know to try to be idols and gain this fame and notoriety um but you know when they talk about their struggles media or you know haters or just anybody basically tells them like how 
who are you to say anything? Like you have all of these things in the world. So uh, you're a hypocrite for having all of this. You have so much and yet you're still complaining. Yeah. Um, And I think this is just them addressing the pain that they feel um, mm -hmm. because they acknowledge our pain. And then here at the end, they're kind of just explaining the pain that they feel. And then this struggle of they feel this pain, but they feel like they don't have the right to feel the pain or that they're told Mm -hmm. by haters and whatever that they can't feel this pain, which we'll get into much later on here when we get to UG. Um, But lastly, one of the last lyrics is, if it's not us, okay, who's going to do it? And to me, this is saying, yeah, this fame comes with a lot of consequences and it can be painful and unenjoyable at times but what they're doing is impacting people around the world and they can see the impact it's making so they're just gonna keep singing for us and making music for us no matter how hard it is on them which Mm -hmm. is just oh I you know just the love and um commitment that they have to sending their message um, despite how hard it is and I can't imagine how hard it is for them they're so popular I think when they we could also expand the us to not just talk about them seven but to be the us as BTS and ARMY as a whole because Uh ARMY like we work really hard to spread their message of of love and self-acceptance and caring for others and you know just these incredible morals and Mm -hmm. we really take it upon ourselves to like live in this way and to also provide that for other people too so Mm -hmm. um it's kind of like that you know rallying call like we're all in this together like sometimes it's fucking hard but we gotta do it you know it's 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 our calling yeah Yeah. overall it's it's a very heavy song but um also uplifting in a way you know it but it's just the the atmosphere of the song is dense yeah super cool atmosphere super cool feeling of the song and definitely different from anything that we've heard from them before Mm -hmm. so the next song on the album is on which is their hit track for the album it was written and produced by Antonina Armado, Rigo, J-Hope, Julia Ross, Krista Youngs, Fontana, Michael Schultz, P-Dog, RM, and Suga. And if you are interested in knowing more about the lyrics, uh, go ahead and the production and all of that um, that we're talking about, go ahead and check out our episode 106, which I believe is on those nips. Uh, (laughs) and uh, that was our last episode Um, check that out Uh, we get into the lyrics the production and the meaning of the song as well Mm -hmm. so after on is in English I want to describe I want to pronounce it ug but in Korean it's more I would say okay but I just think that's how I hear it in the song with like the auto tune and I don't speak Korean so I really think it is like I hear ooh okay because ooh okay. okay. yeah, but it's not ug, okay. yeah. which is how I was always pronouncing it before the album was released. So I'm like, I it's kind of confusing for me, but I totally still jammed to the song. I feel like and they I, say it two different ways in the song too. Like they yeah. say that ooh okay part, but then later on when they're going back and forth, they're like ooh ooh okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. but. Anyways, so this song was written and produced by 
Supreme Boy, Sugar, RM, Hiss Noise, J-Hope, and Ice Cream Drum. Uh, I just have to give a shout out to Supreme Boy here because if you go and look at the actual in, in your album, in the little packet of all the lyrics and everything, Supreme Boy is all over this song. He mm. really is. Um, which he's just like, he's a part of the 94 line too. And before some of you get in our inbox being like, but Supreme Boy, blah, blah, blah. Okay, listen. He's a terrible person. Okay, we've talked (laughs) about him before. We've done research about all of the like things about him before. I don't know. Check out our BTS producers episode. I don't know which one There you go. That's the episode. (laughs) BTS producers. BTS producers. We talk about it extensively. controversy. We, Mm -hmm. We think that we give a very unbiased Mm well-rounded look and you know opinion about supreme boy and you know what like we just want to enjoy the music that he makes especially when it's for bang tan because it's fucking awesome he he definitely vibes well with the feel that yoongi namjoon and j-hope all have so oh yeah the song is bomb Uh, (laughs) so for the vibe and feel of the song Click, clack, motherfucker. Like, boom, right at the beginning. Like, you just hear this gunshot. It's, it, it, like. Classic fucking bang tan. Yes, classic. Um, hit right in the chest. Just shot to the floor. Uh. Um, right off the bat. It's wonderful. Uh, but in this song, we get a lot of kind of dang and cypher vibes. And Yoongi ended up saying that if you enjoy the cyphers, that you will enjoy the song. Mm-hmm. Um, what we really appreciate about the appreciate about this song is there are so many different flow styles for each member, uh, especially Yoongi at the beginning. I was like, wow, he is all over the place. He is just trialing out all these different flows and mm-hmm. styles. Uh, same with Namjoon. Namjoon gets up in pitch a little bit at some parts. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't Definitely even get me started on J-Hope. J-Hope. Don't even get me started oh on God. J-Hope's verse. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's so good guys. Like mm, this, this rap line song. And I know you all are fanatic about it too. Like we all are. How could you not be? (laughs) Um, there's a lot of biting consonants. There's this growling oogs and oogheads and it's killer vibes. It's a total head banger. It makes you kind of grimace your face. Like just get nasty. Yeah. Um, you just feel on top of the world like you can take on whatever you just want to like think about the person that you really don't like and just (laughs) dance in front of the mirror and feel like a total badass I feel like I feel like I should be crumping (laughs) (laughs) yes yes like is that what they're doing at the end of this song you know the end like the last like 20 seconds Mm -hmm. is like gunfire Mm -hmm. and you're like what the fuck are they doing on stage at this time like what are they planning what if they just like in a dance circle just start hardcore fucking crumping (laughs) and kayla i know i've told you this story so many times but like at work i was super upset i was super mad i came in to the the rehab office i closed the door i looked at my coworker. i'm like listen i gotta play a song and when the end came with all those gunfires he's like (laughs) oh shit you're real mad like these gunshots you're like yeah i'm gonna fucking kill somebody yeah. right now <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, aggressive oh yeah and amazing killer um for 
this song, um, when we're talking about the lyrics, we're going to kind of structure it differently than the previous songs, just because they have very specific usage in the things that they do in the song. So they use a fuck ton of onomatopoeias. Um, if you don't know, if you haven't really realized this or thought about this, onomatopoeias in every language are different. Um, so like Korean has their own onomatopoeias. English has their own onomatopoeias. Um, one of the onomatopoeias that's used is dong, 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 which is in Korean. That's like the sound for a drum sound. Um, they also use the, the onomatopoeia tuk, tuk or tuk, tuk, which is tapping somebody. And then pook, pook, which is pushing something down or in context, um, or, in some contexts, this can also mean threatening to drown someone oh, or it can also be the sound used for stabbing. Yeah. So you can imagine like that soft, like, I don't know, resistant sound. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what stabbing sounds like. It's violent. Yeah. It's really it's a, violent. It's a violent automatopoeia to use if you're thinking about it in that context. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know in English, like, it's not like ching ching, but like. Oh, I don't know. No, in English it's wee 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 like that yeah. cool horror movie. <laughs> um okay or ug is throwing up also part of a phrase used to lose one's temper in explosive anger. I feel like it's used the same way in English. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody says "ug" in English, like mm-hmm. they're, I mean, maybe in English, sometimes it's more of like a frustrated, but you're not really like exploding in anger, mm-hmm. but it's the same kind of emotion. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, another onomatopoeia is twee, which is kind of like a spit sound, like <laughs> that's mm-hmm. how I, that's how I think of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Namjoon did it in, um, Fuck, was it was pers- was it persona? God, God you may have, yeah. Probably. Yeah. That seems very I just remember plausible. seeing the word and yeah. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, my favorite onomatopoeia, despite the title of the track, is AM. AM <laughs> Like, oh my gosh. And so this is an attitude sound meant to show you're here to give someone a lesson. It reminds us of like the Korean trope of throat clearing when entering a room, which we think is references back to idol where we see Jungkook, Mm -hmm. especially in the trailer where he kind of does a little cough and Mm -hmm. it's that, ahem, like Like, you better not be fucking talking about me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm here to say something. I'm going to fucking say something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to teach you a lesson. Which is exactly what happens as we get into the lyrics. Oh yeah. We are taught many lessons. Um, the other thing that the song has is very clever wordplay, which of course we are accustomed to seeing in rap line songs. They all work on the lyrics. They do such an incredible job. Um, so they say one line says, but this is human waste, not anger. But in Korean, the word, but which they say in English, um, it sounds like the English word, but sounds like the Korean word for rage. So it sounds like they're saying like rage, this is human waste not anger um so for korean listeners mm-hmm. for korean or listeners right speaks korean knows yeah um they also say you're not just killing me for us we're used to stepping on shit so um they're basically fucking they're like 
this isn't just anger. This is rage. Mm-hmm. Like we're just stepping on all of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also have a lot of dual meaning words such as countless people became numb. Um, numb in the, in this translation can also mean sick or terrified of something. Um, and then they bring it back to say, look at those who became desensitized human waste and indifference you're a team so it's kind of the idea of like being desensitized to like the shit going on around you Mm -hmm. and people you know society generally being indifferent to it and saying that this all this bullshit and the indifference about it is a team together um I feel like you are really passionate about that topic right now in your life. Um, Just like shit going on Mm -hmm. and the indifference about it. Yes. Um, And then they go on to say, I get outraged at the malicious anger. And they're really just in this song. They are outraged by the outrage. Yes. Um, Like they're, (laughs) that's the reason for like the overuse of the, of the automatopias, especially UG, especially I am. God, it's so good. But you know, like they're they're like fucking fed up Mm -hmm. in this song. They are fed up. They're like, this is the last straw for them. They're like, they fucking are going off. (laughs) It's wonderful. And you can hear it and it really the vibe of the song, you can you can just hear that they're done. (laughs) They're over it and they're over the Mm -hmm. shit. So kind of going off of that as we get towards the end of the song, as we get into like J Hope's verse here. Uh, the lyric ends up saying, what's wrong with you getting some hate? You make bank. Why are you whining again? You should be willing to put up with that bite or with that bit. I am. And this, this, I am just grows and grows and grows. It gets louder and louder and it gets more <laughs> aggressive. Like I am, I am, I am. And you're just like, fuck, I'm here it. to say fuck. something. And it's like, they're about to go off and lecture us or lecture the haters, not us. They're here to lecture the haters and they go on to basically express that their careers and success have been motivated by their passion for music and providing an outlet for people, healing music, sending a positive message through their music, um, expressing their passion for music. Um, But unfortunately, I mean, I guess as an it's kind of unfortunate, but as they've grown bigger, they've gotten to be more famous and with the fame comes the hate. And they've always had the hate ever since the beginning. You know, they've had the Mm -hmm. hate, but now it's just like, it's 20 times that or more because of how popular they are. And with that hate, there's like the haters, there's this, there's this expectation or like invalidation of feelings and emotions that they could be experiencing and that they basically should accept that they're going to get hate and negativity from the public because they're so famous and therefore is invalidating their feelings and emotions. Like, you know, you can't be feeling this way because you've got money, you've got this, you've got fandom, you know, fame, you've whatever. So take the hate and that's the price you have to pay. That's the price you have to pay. Yes. Yes. And it's just like, just because you have money doesn't mean that you suddenly become numb to all emotions or can no longer experience pain or sorrow. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. And this is what I am like, listen here. And I just like if you if that's the if you knew half of the shit that we have went through truly, you know, then you would not be talking. You would not be saying that. That's what this whole like the whole I am 
where they just just fucking it's, go it's off. It's such a bullshit excuse for the haters to mm-hmm. just be malicious. Mm-hmm. Absolutely malicious. And it's unfair to them. Yeah. It's unfair to them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is this is something that we've been told our whole lives is that like uh, there really is no core. I mean, there is some correlation between happiness and money. But ultimately, you get to a point where there's only so much money that can that can bring you happiness. Yeah. And this this correlation between like happiness and money, it really made me think of a, another podcast called The Happiness Project, which I totally recommend for anyone who is going through a hard time or is having a hard time coming over an obstacle and just wanting to how to feel happy and be happy. Um, but there was a therapist who was on, on the podcast and he really explained how he's a therapist for the, the 1%, like the richest of the rich. And, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of them feel like they can't, uh, talk about their problems or share that they have problems. They've got bad relationships. They've got all this complications that come with money and they're like, you know, going through a lot, but just because they're so rich, people are like, you, you have all the money in the world. Why? You can't feel that way, you know. And How do you possibly have these problems? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people don't sympathize with them. And I mean, I understand it being hard to sympathize with them if you are, you know, living paycheck to paycheck where you're just yeah. like, shut the fuck up, you know. Shut like the that's fuck up. Yeah. That's the initial response and reaction. But like, you know, there are studies out there saying like, money there's a cap on how happy money can make you it's been a long time since i read it but i feel like like for usd i feel like it's maybe like in the two hundred thousand dollar range like two hundred fifty thousand dollars or something there's a cap they talk they give the stat in the happiness project too yeah that's like that's as happy as you can be with money and making Mm -hmm. more than that is not going to make you any happier because Mm -hmm. by that point you've gotten all of the like really nice human like luxuries that a lot of people really want and think about like wow if I had that then I would have it made by that point you you can afford those things and you're really not going to get any happier with the more money that you have so you know, I just think that this this song is just I mean, it's another declaration of like BTS, especially the rap line being like, we've worked fucking hard. Uh, we deserve to feel our feelings and you can shut up. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Listen here. Listen, I am. I am. I'm going to teach you something. Yeah. 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 Fucking love that song. It's a killer song. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. With the gunshots. <laughs> Yeah. Um, So next is Zero O'Clock. And Zero O'Clock was written and produced by P Dog, RM, Jesse Lauren Fouts, and Antonina Armato. The vibe and feel of this song is very uplifting, inspiring, even therapeutic and consoling. this is just a vocal line song. I love that we have the rap line song and then the vocal line song on the album, and they're two very different vibes. Very um, different. In this song, we get soothing vocals. Their four voices are beautifully woven together, um, and it's just it's a very encouraging song. And at, at points of it, it really turns into like almost an anthem, where it's you know you can really sing along with it and really feel what what they want us to feel. Oh, yeah, definitely. So getting into the lyrics, story time, just real quick. Um, I've I had listened to this song a lot and it took me 
it took me a while before I actually went and looked at the lyrics of the the songs. I just wanted to listen to the album and really take the album in uh, without the lyrics. And then when we went in to, to do the lyrics together, and this was like... Phew, back like a couple days after the album was released Mm -hmm. um that we kind of just went and listened and read the lyrics as we went and guys the second I read this first just this first stanza this first verse of the song I became overwhelmed with Mm -hmm. tears I couldn't stop crying um even when we went into research for this song couple more times I cried every time Mm -hmm. it will be a miracle if I can make it through this without crying mm-hmm. because the song hits differently and I feel like a lot of you guys um, are feeling the same way about it so the first bit of lyrics here at the beginning that really moved me and resonated with me was days when you're sad for no reason when your body feels heavy and everyone except me looks busy fiercely living their life I can't get my feet to move though it feels like I'm already late the whole world disturbs me and guys I I feel like this hits a lot you know at heart for a lot of people because I think a lot of us go through feelings of you're not doing enough or feel like you can't do enough or feeling guilt or lazy or unaccomplished inadequate yeah um and then also this this guilt and and heaviness on your shoulders for for feeling tired but then also feeling like you've hardly done anything so how could you possibly feel feel exhausted or tired and that that first verse just really sets sets the whole song right here at the beginning because this is this is basically the remainder of the song is them kind of addressing these feelings of Mm -hmm. of just feeling like you're not enough or doing enough and what to do Mm -hmm. yeah um they go on to say, I have fewer words to say. Why, why when I've run hard, oh, why me? So this makes you think of previous songs when they kind of talk about, you know, the ending of of this run that they've been on and they're, they pause and they look back and realize, you know, the bad place that they're in, um, you know, just emotionally. And we do when we're in this situation, when we, when we feel stuck and we see everybody else around us fiercely living their life, we do tend to feel that that first feeling is why me? Like, why am I going through this? Why doesn't seem like anyone else is struggling? Like I'm struggling. Does Mm -hmm. anyone even know that I'm struggling? You know? Mm -hmm. And we do, we do immediately take it to that place. So when they get into the chorus and pre-chorus, they say, laying in bed, running through the day in your head, wondering what you did wrong. And this really stuck out to me because I do that all the time. Like, I'll think about like one thing that I said. I'm like, oh, maybe that hurt that person's feelings or maybe that was not the right thing to say or, you know, you know, how did I mess this up today? Um so this is when they introduce the idea of it being zero o'clock and the world takes a breath and you know that it'll be okay. And I was kind of pondering this this reason for zero o'clock and it didn't really click for me until you said something about it because I was thinking, you know, this zero o'clock, the only thing I could think of was like, just before midnight or something like I again I was yeah, thinking so literally midnight. or just after mm-hmm. midnight you know like the start of a day and 
um, you kind of brought up the idea of uh, resetting. Like if you unplug an appliance and you turn it back on and it's flashing zero, zero, and it's the idea of starting over, unplugging, which nowadays we have so many like definitions for unplugging, unplugging mm-hmm. from social media, unplugging from TV, unplugging from stress, you know, so many meanings to that. And just really starting fresh, resetting, mm-hmm. starting fresh at zero, zero. Yeah. And it's beautiful because mm-hmm. this is in these moments when you're feeling this way or you have these thoughts running through your head or whatever, um, having the idea of, of just resetting and starting over or, you know, not even starting over, but just starting fresh and, and clearing the slate. And that's, I think what really brings this song so much healing Mm -hmm. and catharsis. Uh, they go on to say like the snow that just settled on the ground, let's breathe as if this is the beginning. Oh, like just take a breath. This Mm -hmm. is the beginning. Just, you know, just that clean slate, the snow that kind of falls and replenishes you. Also, and, spring day vibes, the snow on the oh ground yeah. that Young puts his, you know, head down on the rail and spring mm-hmm. day is like the beginning of all this theories shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> and then guys, the chorus. It's mm. so simple, but oh my God, doesn't it just make you want to cry and hug yourself? They say, and you're going to be happy. Turn this all around. A time when everything is new. Zero o'clock. Like you're gonna be happy. It's gonna be okay. Um, there's you can always start over again. You can always just have that that reset. And you know it's just not consecutive. You gotta gotta move forward. And and it's just so encouraging. Then they go on to say, I gather my hands and pray that I will laugh a little more tomorrow. That it will be a little a little better for me. It's just so, it's so encouraging. And it's the, the, the simple phrasing that really is all we need is just that it's gonna, you're going to be happy. Um, tomorrow will be better than today. Um, yeah. You know, take a the, breath. It's the comforting feeling to know, you know, like they're literally saying it's okay to not be okay. They're not saying that you have to be fine now, especially this future tense of you're going to be happy. You know, it's that right now you might be crying while listening to this song like you were when we were doing research. But when we get to the chorus where they sing, and it gonna be happy. You can't help but to sing along and to start to feel that little glimmer of hopefulness that like, maybe not today, but you know, I, I, I will be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And oh, just guys, overall, I cannot listen to this song because I just go through emotional turmoil (laughs) it takes me a long time to recover when we did research the second when we were going through the second time for research I actually was like begging to not listen to it and to just look at the lyrics and just ignore listening to the song because I really I just the tears just come it's instant it's instantaneous but I I was like we have to we have to listen to it (laughs) and uh, you're gonna feel how you're gonna feel and we're gonna talk about it so and the first verse came and I cried and (laughs) cried through the whole song and cried as we went into inner child because I just can't collect myself yeah Yeah. well you made it through without crying today live on the podcast I think it's because I didn't listen to it (laughs) 
Okay, so the next song on the album is Inner Child, which is Young's solo song. And wow, when the title, when the track list came out, a lot of people kind of thought that Inner Child would be Young's song. I kind of thought it would be Zero O'Clock just because of Four O'Clock. Um, but I love that Inner Child is his solo song. So it is written and produced by P-Dog, RM, V, Ryan Laurie, Max Graham, Matthew Thomas, Aiden Lewis, Ellis Maya, and James F. Reynolds. So for the vibe and feel of this song... Oh, it just feels like a Young song. Um, it's it's a little, it's kind of a little slower pace, but it has that upbeat, upbeat melody to it. It, it reminds us a lot of Winter Bear and Four O'Clock. It just has Young written all over it. It is very hopeful and it, it sounds promising the way that he is singing it. Uh, the melody is just so beautiful. And I mean, you just feel like everything is all right. And that he's like, I feel like he's holding me and like, you're going to be okay. And yeah, it's just, you know, promising for the future. The, the chord progression is very upbeat. It's passionate and heartfelt. You just feel very safe and secure when you Mm -hmm. listen to it. For sure. So with the lyrics, um, and you might infer this from the title of the song, but really we feel like mainly he is talking to his younger self throughout these lyrics. Um, He says, we suffered a lot. The you of back then did not believe in the galaxy, but I happen to have seen the silver galaxy. And so that just makes you think of, you know, back then you could have never conceived of, you know, where we would be now. Um, He says, it must have been painful. It must have been so hard. Time has passed, may have forgotten the pain from so long ago. So this is him comforting his younger self and all of the pain and all of the trials that he went through, you know, as a as a a trainee, uh, you know, after debuting as a really young member and, um, you know, just really consoling his younger self, almost like as if he he wished could have happened back then yeah that he could like go back and comfort himself and I love the validation of feelings here Mm -hmm. this comforting the child the child Young, and kind of going back to that lyric of um back then I did not believe in in the galaxy I feel like even as I feel like this is him saying that he saw or imagined a future self of or like himself in the future but maybe didn't believe it but that like he's so grateful that as a child he did envision that and now he's become that and oh it just I love I love it I love it I love it um <laughs> so one of the one of the other lyrics in the song is I feel the stinging air of that summer day the sound of ashy streets that felt so cold And we find it kind of interesting, the mention of summer here in contrast to like more common references for BTS is more like spring and winter. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, I I feel like with this lyric, I'm imagining childhood. I'm I'm really getting the imagery of childhood. And when I sometimes when I go to the park and there's kids playing on the playground, just hearing like the basketball bouncing on the concrete or, you know, kids running around or hearing like the swing of a swing set. So like that stinging air in the summer day makes me think of like someone who might be running and feeling, mm-hmm. feeling the air hit. But there's also that kind of, it's interesting that it's the stinging air of a summer day. It almost feels a little lonely, you it know. It does feel a little lonely. Especially the, the ashy streets that felt so cold. So cold 
cold. Like so mm-hmm. cold in the summer. The only thing that could be cold in the summer is that loneliness. You know, mm-hmm. if it's the summer, maybe you don't have school. You're not yeah. around your school friends. Maybe you know. Yeah, it really takes us there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the part that is just, I feel like the most well-known part of the song is when he's singing We Gone Change. And to me, this is like, this is, I love how this song is after four, or sorry, is after zero o'clock because to me, this we're going to change is that reset from zero o'clock saying, you know, that that reset back to zero o'clock is is possible. We're going to change and you're going to be happy, you know, and like this song is on this album in this order is really what we needed to bring us out of our feels and yeah. out of the funk that <laughs> zero o'clock left us mm-hmm. in, you know, all emotional and where zero o'clock has that little bit of glimmer of hope but you're you're still processing and dealing with emotions and you know almost realizing that you're having these emotions through that song then here for uh here inner child comes around and we're feeling that that kind of happiness I really love that take on it because it's the the resolution I needed to keep moving forward with this album (laughs) (laughs) that we gun change and it you know that we're gonna do something about it Uh and no need to worry because we gun change and and you're gonna you're gonna be okay and you're and it's like it's his future self talking to his past self and 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 encouraging his his younger self Mm -hmm. it's just so beautiful I love it I love it so at the very end of the song, there's the lyrics. Because the lights that shined onto your eyes are the me of now, which is what I was going back with that galaxy. I mm. feel like there's just like full circle here. Like what you imagined yourself to be, you became, even though despite all the pain or self-doubt. Oh. And then he sings to himself, oh, you're, you're my, my boy, boy, my boy, my boy, my boy, my boy. My boy, my boy, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck lining that one up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys, if it sounds awful, but you get it. Like, you can't help but to shout it. Oh, oh it, It's like he's it. scooping up his younger self and just giving him the biggest hug and comforting him and just, just thinking of Young and kids and how loving he is and to just have this, this love for his younger self. And now that he's grown into the man he hoped to be and oh. uh, now he's become the, that man today and he's just admiring his younger self too for having these future hopes and dreams um but like comforting every little bit of pain and self-doubt that his younger self had mm-hmm. it's beautiful it's the absolutely message beautiful. is beautiful like really it makes me think <laughs> Taeyang, the man you are today like just absolutely perfect and yeah. amazing and handsome as shit handsome as shit you know massive <laughs> <laughs> Big dick, but then you know, can't wear proper can't wear pants. normal pants. All his pants are loose. He has to have tailored. specially tailored pants. Um, but <laughs> but this song is so beautiful. Like mm-hmm. it's it is it's uplifting and it's comforting and it's you know it's a song that allows him to look back on him himself his younger self with with fondness and with incredible amounts of caring and i just mm-hmm. love it it's great super passionate um so the next song 
is Friends, and this is the V-Men subunit song, and it was written and produced by P-Dog, Jimin, Supreme Boy, Adora, Martin, Jolie, Stella Jang, and Stella Jang. So the vibe and feel of the song is like a back and forth conversation between both of them. Um, it just sounds like live vocals. It sounds it's almost relaxed and it's lighthearted and heartfelt and fun and um, it just sounds like a celebration of an old, long living friendship. We said that it's really the sound of love. It is the sound of love. Oh. <laughs> it's so wonderful. I love the back and forth, um, casual uh, duet that this is that this song is with mm-hmm. each other. This, this is just such a celebration of an old, long living friendship. Yeah. So getting into the lyrics, we really kind of summarized a lot of these lyrics because they're kind of saying a lot of the same things. They're just kind of reminiscing on on their friendship and things they've gone through. So the verses are them just reminiscing about their seven-year-long friendship, which is probably actually longer than seven years. They say seven years, but they knew each other you know, a little bit school. before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they go on to say it's been rocky took time for them to get used to each other they say one day friends the next day enemies they go on to say each other's mystery just that process of of getting to know one another mm-hmm. and like all those things that arc them about each other and and trying to figure out why why do they do this or how could they do that which is just such a um, crucial part of a friendship mm-hmm. is getting to to understand the things that irk you about them and why they are that way um, but ultimately, it it took the time, the, this time, to really understand one another. And I think now they've gotten to this point where they can fully accept each other. And, and like, I mean, guys, they made a song about each other's friendship, mm-hmm. which, and it's just them, this subunit. It's so interesting to me because... Yeah. They wanted to make a song about their friendship. That's how much it cares, you know, it matters to them and to each other. And so this is why I just keep going back to how Map of the Soul 7 really is just BTS as Mm -hmm. a concept themselves. Yeah, because... I mean, each song up to this point has been a song that for the people who are in it, whether it's a solo song or a subunit or rap line, vocal line, whatever, um, Mm -hmm. it's been a song that is that has an emotional connection to Mm -hmm. them that means something to them that references to previous times in their life, uh, previous experiences in BTS. And um, I just I think that it's just purely them and I mean this just I mean ask somebody two years ago if there would be a V-Men subunit song on an album nobody else not all of the vocal line just Taeyong and Jimin uh talking just back and forth about their friendship like about their friendship yeah it's so it's such a uh, gift it is such a gift but it's just there's nothing like this that's been done before with Mm -hmm. BTS no, so it's so special, and it's just really the point in the album where we were realizing more and more that this really is just truly BTS. That's what mm-hmm. the concept of this album is. Um, also, when you and I were doing research for this song, both of us thinking <laughs> thinking individually, not even talking out loud, but at the same yeah. time, we both said, it wait, clicked. 
wait, we met in 2013. Yes, we did. We've been friends for seven for years. For seven years. Oh, what yes. the fuck? <laughs> what, you know, in, guys, we've we've kind of tweeted about it and stuff like, Kayla's bias is Jimin, my bias is Young. They're like such close friends. They've made a song called Friends about their friendship. Mm-hmm. And they mention how they've been friends for seven years. And it's like, okay, yeah, we, we understand the, the relation because there are biases and we're best friends. But the fact that it clicked for us that we became friends in 2013 <laughs> and that we have been friends for seven years, it's like I have goosebumps. Yeah. Like what are the like what a coincidence. I'm like this like, is it's not it's not. I feel like it's fate. I feel it like this literally was- is destiny. <laughs> like we were supposed to fall in love with BTS when mm-hmm. that one day when you put your hand on my knee and you were like, so I have a new obsession. Like that was yeah. just the beginning <laughs> of the end, destiny locked in place like mm-hmm. I just love that our biases are Jimin and Young, and that it just yeah. happens to be Happen this to way be. Yeah. and like just the fact that it's them who made the song and it's them telling these stories it makes it so much more meaningful to us it makes us reflect back on our friendship so much like in these lyrics they talk about a dumpling incident and they talk about a dream catcher from Bon Voyage and you know we have our own stories you and I like we used to drive from I would <laughs> I would ride with you in your car yeah. from Kansas City cars yeah from terribly whatever car it was cars um, yes from from Kansas City to St. Louis all the time during college you know to go home for the weekend for holidays whatever and I mean there was a time where we were broken down on the side of the road for like three hours and it was Gosh. like 30 degrees or less outside and yeah I mean the bonding that happened the bonding really and then one time you you texted me on a wednesday night and because i'll always (laughs) remember that it was fucking wednesday and it was like 9 30 at night and you were like i'm bored i want to do something i have all this energy like and i was like okay come pick me up we're going somewhere Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i had you drive us through the drive-thru and we ended up going through two different mcdonald's drive-thrus just so we could both get in the driver's seat and do this but we like ordered an ice cream cone asked the person when they (laughs) handed it to us do you believe in unicorns and then we put the ice cream cone on our forehead (laughs) forehead. (laughs) it's so So dumb dumb. but it was so funny and the look on their Mm -hmm. face was just utter shock priceless. and priceless mm-hmm. and then we ate the ice cream cones so um <laughs> after I mean, putting it on our foreheads yeah but we just like we have so many of those we got our belly buttons pierced together like mm-hmm. we've, we've we've done a lot we've done so much and so this song just really provided us the opportunity to look at V-Men's relationship a little bit more and then reflect mm-hmm. back on our own friendship and feel just super grateful and mushy-gushy about each other. And uh, just, I love this lyric because this is something that we've talked about before. Like, we've wondered when BTS is no longer making music or performing together, will they stay friends? Like, what would their lives look like when they're, like, 50 years old? And so when they say, someday when these cheers die down, stay, hey, stay by my side forever. Keep staying here like your tiny pinky, like promise. And also like Mm -hmm. that, that moment. 
that iconic moment, demon moment, where yeah. they compare pinky, pinky sizes. sizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as the song concludes, uh, they they belt really Young belts. You are my soulmate. Yeah. You are my soulmate. And this is a phrase or term that army has really given them um, because army sees the friendship and sees mm. the love and they're like yep we're soulmates and you are my soulmate hey oh god it's so good mm. it's a wonderful song and it really provided us an outlet to just think about our friendship but i think it's good for any anyone who's got a good friend mm-hmm. out there yeah i mean just you know listen to the song together or even if they don't like bts just try to reach out to them or something and just express your your love and yeah. and care for them and how you feel blessed or whatever. Yeah. Listen, tell your friends that you love them and how grateful you are for them and how much you appreciate them because they deserve it and it just makes your friendship so much better to be open in that way. Yeah. All right. So next is Moon, which is Jen's solo song. It is written and produced by Michael Daniel Caesar. RM, Hyung Kwon Do, Alex Ludwig Lindell, Jin, Park Soo Yun, Candice Nicole Sosa, and DJ Swivel. So the vibe and feel for this song, this to me is just such a happy, blissful love song, even without knowing the lyrics when you hear it. Mm-hmm. It really feels like a love song. Oh my goodness. Um in a happy, upbeat one, you know, and you could put it in your favorite rom-com, K-drama right now, and just imagine Kim Sok-jun being the leading man of this, this rom-com, yes. K-drama, like, just imagine that when you, when you listen to Moon, like, you'll, you'll be wrecked. We want the fucking um, K-drama. <laughs> we want the K-drama, damn it. God, I'm so mad. Where the fuck is it? I hope these movie references are hinting at something. Uh, <laughs> yes, BTS movie. BTS mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the vibe and feel, it's happy. It's upbeat. It's, you've got this clapping and this light acoustic guitar strumming. Uh, but really, can we just talk about how this song is so fun and uplifting and playful and how that really suits and fits Jen's personality and attitude like so so well uh not to down his other solo songs but you know I just feel like he this was long overdue this um more upbeat happy song because Jen I feel that's that's who Jen is you know he's he's got such a fun personality but oh my gosh when we get into the lyrics guys I I wasn't prepared um I loved the song listening to it but when we read the lyrics I was like my heart is like crushing because <laughs> Jen is just so sweet in this song. So in the lyrics, he says, you are my earth and to you, I'm just a moon. You are my earth and all I see is you. The only thing I do is to gaze at you like this. And oh, guys, I mean, this is really him expressing his love for ARMY but for him to go as far to say like this, like these lyrics that he just, he really adores us and it like revolves around us, which you would just think it's the other way around that we revolve around him, but Mm. it's just so humbling how he 
downplays himself by saying, he's not just saying I'm a moon or I'm your moon. He's saying just a moon. Like Mm -hmm. he's really downplaying himself, which kind of breaks my heart a little bit because he's so more than that. But I think he just is, this is his way of saying like, without army, without you guys, like that I, I look to you and I, I gaze at you with like these hard eyes. Like he just really loves and adores army and, oh, it's just beautiful. Bethany, I just thought about something else that we didn't even have written down and now I'm emotional. Oh no. Okay. So moon, the moon provides us light at night. Jen provides dark. us light in our darkest times. No, no, but he does. <laughs> oh, but it's so oh, and he's true. so beautiful, and he's so fucking beautiful, and he just and shines. We're, we're just gazing back at him. Mm. Oh, Damn it! I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, he's really downplaying himself though by saying just a moon. Like to to us, like he he and the rest of bts is literally the center of our fucking universe like yeah (laughs) (laughs) um he goes on to say though they say i'm beautiful my sea is all black a star where flowers bloom and the sky is blue the one who is truly beautiful is you so again this is bringing in that humility and um He's like, I mean, he says all the time himself that he's beautiful, worldwide handsome. Oh, yeah. Um, and then it's again, he's just further expressing his love for Army to say, the one who's truly beautiful is you. And, you know, he, to, to us or to him, we are beautiful. And to us, he is beautiful. And it's just a truly symbiotic relationship of loving each other so passionately. Um, he says, I didn't even have a name before I met you. You gave me your love and became my reason now. So going on with that same kind of theme. And then even if my painful wounds might be found out by you, I will orbit you. I will stay by your side. I will be your light for all of you. No, I forgot no. about that part. Oh. All for you. All, all for you. For I will be you. your light. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Orbiting around us, it just, you know, how do you look at the moon the same anymore? I mean, just, I, uh, it just makes me, I feel like this song, if I'm ever going through a hard time, I could really listen to it and be like, listen to it at night and look at the moon and, and feel and, okay. Yeah, and feel I, okay. And there's like that kind of, um, you know, old saying that people would say if they were far apart from somebody and they knew they wouldn't be able to be in touch with them. Like, we look at the same moon, you know, like look up at the moon and I'll be looking up at the moon. So it's kind of like that thing, like if we miss... The connection. Yeah, the the connection yeah. through the moon. If we, if we miss them, we can just play this song and look up at the moon. Mm, yeah. yeah. So the it's next such song. a great song. Such a great <laughs> song. It's just it's so, so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's one of my faves. Yeah, mm. I love it. And I love that. I mean, I love his Awake and Epiphany are fucking incredible. So they are incredible. ballads. His voice is just next fucking level. Mm-hmm. But this song is just so him. Whereas mm-hmm. those last two songs didn't allow him to express his like personality as much it was more Mm -hmm. look at his amazing voice and his passion and the story that he's bringing through so Mm -hmm. i I love it 
Um, okay, so the next song is Respect, and it was written and produced by Hiss Noise, Suga, RM, and El Capitan. So the vibe and feel of this song, because it's a Suga and RM song, this mm-hmm. is fucking classic Bangtan. This yes, is, it is classic rap vibes. They are sampling other songs, but it really sounds like a song that could be off of like their first or second album, um, which I just love. We get that that classic hip hop beat, and it really feels like Nam June and Yoongi have gone back to their roots. Oh yeah, especially because there's not like any crazy complex rapping or flow switch up that we're used to seeing now. Like in UG, where they all varied their flow throughout, you know, each one of their verses multiple times, switched it up. This is more steady rapping and not as flashy. Um, and I just, they're just really having a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's talking at the end of it and even just like vocal tone throughout that reminds us of their skits that are on earlier albums. And, Um, If you don't remember from our album reviews of those albums that had the skits, um, a skit is a classic hip hop thing. Like 80s, 90s rap artists in the States would put a skit on their album and it would literally just be like studio talk that they put in there. Um, So including this again brings us back to the early days of Bangtan. I just can't help but to think that like Namjoon and Yoongi were the first two members Yes. BTS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they've been living together forever. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, as far as the lyrics, right at the beginning, we get those classic vibes with a put your hands in the air. And then we and then we get Namjoon saying, Ayo Suga, oh, which is just oh, the fucking such best. Such a throwback. Yeah. Yeah. Such a throwback. Ayo Suga. Oh, mm. Amazing. It's it's it really warmed all of our hearts to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, they go on to say respect. The word itself is overused. Anyone who does anything is deserving of it. Treated as a higher tier than love. Mm-hmm. And so here in the states, I think the the word respect isn't really overused. Maybe a little bit, but uh, we kind of did a little bit of background. And in South Korea specifically, the word respect is overused and they go on like how they say that anyone who does anything is deserving of the word respect. Mm -hmm. And so therefore there's this loss of the meaning of the word. And so they're kind of expressing how they're not sure what it represents anymore. And the whole, the whole song is really a question mark of what is it, what does it mean to have respect or gain respect or to, you know, provide respect for another person? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even we read that, this word could almost be used like in a meme like fashion now with especially younger Mm -hmm. kids just using it constantly like if they're and they use the English word respect just interjected into Korean so it's like you know uh, a boy gets up and like throws a piece of paper into the trash can and his friends are joking around oh respect respect like you know Mm -hmm. or like I mean (laughs) they they just use it for throw it around throw it around like it's you know any other word um it has such a general usage now especially in younger generations so they do a really smart wordplay with this word because they're lyrical geniuses and (laughs) they play on respect they break it down into the the root words in english so it's like re-inspect um 
And so like relook at your perspective, relook at yourself and reinspect who you are and why you think you're so deserving of this title of having respect. Of respect. Yeah. yeah. I love that smart word mm-hmm. play, that reinspect. Very, very neat. Yeah. Um, some of the other lyrics is when you keep looking at someone, you're bound to see their flaws. But the fact that you nonetheless want to keep looking requires absolute faith in that someone, which is why I can't really say it so easily. For me, this is like a really heavy, heavy lyric here. Um, Just that when you are trying to respect someone or you're wanting to respect them or trying to gain respect, like even despite their flaws, like you really have to nonetheless keep looking and acquire a faith that in that person and despite all these flaws or whatever you know choosing to to respect them despite like maybe indifference between each other Mm -hmm. so going on just to say that it takes a lot to gain respect um but also it takes a lot to maintain respect and it takes a lot to just respect someone because you're really having to look at that person as a whole uh flaws and all yeah because if like i mean not that i'm gonna name names or say anyone specific but there's people that if you say you respect them or if you're a fan of them you're gonna turn Mm -hmm. some heads because it could be even controversial because Mm -hmm. you might respect you can't just say oh I like their their work ethic or something like that if they're like a totally awful person in some other aspect of their life respect doesn't work that way if you're giving someone your respect you're like you're really going all in on them you are yes um just such a heavy a heavy word you know it means a lot well yeah it it should right and so this whole Mm -hmm. song is just talking about how it has lost this meaning and they don't want to throw it around so easily um at the end they themselves are respecting each other and almost giving each other well wishes for the future saying i hope your life is blessed with all honor and prosperity i hope your future is accompanied by an internal blessing and this just makes you think of like you said they were the first two members they've been through so much together they've grown so much they've done so much and so they're they spend the song talking about how they do not throw this word around easily they don't say it easily but they respect the hell out of each other yeah yeah mm-hmm. um i also have to mention that yungi um kind of as a metaphor says money fame forward forward and he kind of says it with a little bit of a sarcastic tone i feel and this mimics the epilogue young forever line that he had which is dream hope forward forward And that was just when they were talking about what people have that makes them gain respect, which is money and fame instead of dreaming and hoping. Yeah. Yeah. Two very different things to respect people for. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, which, you know, really, come on. What do you want? Which Which one? Which one should you really respect a person for? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah interesting but such a great song classic it's, yeah i love it i i jam out to mm-hmm. it i you know i kind of bounce up and down in the car when i'm i'm like dancing along yeah. that classic old school hip-hop yeah, record scratch i love i love that dialogue with them at the end where it kind of sounds like a skit mm-hmm. like what is respect i don't know you know mm-hmm. they're just kind of playing around and it's cute yeah, super cute <laughs> love them okay So the last, well, I guess it's not the last song on the album, guys, but the last one that we're going to talk about 
is We Are Bulletproof the Eternal. This song, guys, was written and produced by DJ Swivel, Audien, Sunshine, Etta Etta Zelmani, RM, Will Tanner, Gustin Dalfst. Dalfst? Fuck if I know. Shoot. Dolph, Sorry. Dolquist. Uh, I don't know how Dolph, that QV. Dolquist. Dolquist. Gustin Dolquist. There you go. Yeah. Sorry, Gustin. Sorry, Gustin. Okay. Um, Candace, Nicole Soso, Sugar, J Hope, Elohim, and Antonina Armado, and Gel. <laughs> A lot of interesting people. A lot of mm. names we haven't heard before. Uh, so the vibe and feel for this song, it's pretty brief how we describe this, but really this is so much EDM and it's very powerful and it's like a ballad, but also an anthem and you, you feel a lot with it, especially like at the beginning, it kind of starts off a little slow, but when you get Mm -hmm. to the chorus of this song and the heart of the song, it's so powerful. It's empowering. Yeah, you don't even have to know lyrics or anything at all, understand it at all to feel kind of the unification that is happening with this song, that feeling of togetherness and, you know, all of their voices layered together and singing together. Yeah. And you just, um, you just know that at the concert that this is going to be the end of the, the concert, oh yeah. the ending song. This is, this is going to be like after they go off stage and then they come out for their quote encore yeah. and it's the final meant and they perform this song last and yeah then we're all gonna be bawling and then they're gonna leave and then we're gonna leave and yeah (laughs) (laughs) not (laughs) ready not ready um so getting into the lyrics at the beginning yungi said we made it against the negative looks bad memories many trials bulletproof we bravely we bravely blocked them all bulletproof and for me even right off the bat at the beginning of this song, it's already summing up this album so well because throughout this album, they talk about all of the the, the struggles that they've gone through, you know, respectively things that have happened or, you know, trials that they've faced, problems that they've had. And this is bringing those up again, but then saying we're fucking bulletproof. We blocked yeah. them. We blocked um, them, yeah. Yeah. And then Namjoon saying... Our name that everyone laughed at, that we were once embarrassed by, this is a proof made of iron, bulletproof. Mm -hmm. And I just, I get chills every time because they're totally reclaiming their name. They're so proud. Like, I mean, even me, like I'm guilty of not wanting to tell people that BTS, Ben 10, Sonya Dan stands for Bulletproof Boy Scouts because I just don't think that they'll get it. And you know, turned off by it. By hearing somebody. Because it sounds silly or can't take it seriously. And I'm in the same boat. I do the exact same thing because a big, a big follow-up question when you say you like BTS or yeah, my tattoo is, is, uh, from, you know, a group called BTS, one of their albums mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, what, oh, does, what BTS does BTS stand for? for? Yeah. Mm. Um, but yes, this reclaiming of the name, it's like, yeah, we are bulletproof and they're still, you know, this is, this is really a testament to that. They started off saying bulletproof boy scouts and here they are at the end. Uh, Mm -hmm. choosing not to satisfy the haters and staying true to themselves and really being bulletproof and blocking out and not 
being affected by the hate and whatever. So I love this reclaiming of the name. Uh, And almost like mm -hmm. all this time, the hate hasn't really affected them or gotten to them because they have been bulletproof. Bulletproof. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Um, So they go on to say, we were only seven, but we have you all now after seven winters and springs at the tips of our fingers and are locked. Yeah. We got to heaven and full chills. Yeah. Yeah. I mean this, they're, they're in heaven now they feel, and we all feel blissful blissful and that, uh, this like this safe place where, you know, we've, it, I don't want to say it feels like the end, you know, cause a lot of people mm-hmm. associate heaven with the end, but, um, it's like, yeah, we're nothing can upset us anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just, I just, and just, I mean, not that I, uh, we don't want this to be the end, but just for one of the few, like, I'm sure we'll have more biblical references when we talk about the, on music video mm-hmm. but we're talking about heaven this is map of the soul seven it's been seven years there's seven of them seven is like this perfect number holy number it's a holy, holy number. number uh-huh and um so it just seems like you know they've they've completed at least this phase this part of their life this first mm-hmm. seven years it was you know their first contract they've re-signed their contract for their next seven years already mm-hmm. they did that last year but you know to get to this point like how incredible for them um, and just taking this moment to reflect back with this album on the past mm. seven winters and springs. Yeah, and just another biblical reference that is kind of made is they say, throw stones at me, we're not afraid anymore, and we just, being raised Christian, I can't help but to think of like the people who stood up, stood up for their faith being stoned to death. Like there, mm-hmm. there's that kind of biblical reference there. Mm-hmm. Um. And then they say, we are, we are together, bulletproof. Yeah, we have you, have you. And then they say, we are, we are forever, bulletproof. And this, of course, is the part of the song. Every time that lyric comes on, that's our anthem. That's Mm -hmm. when we really feel like, you know, they're not just talking about them themselves, the seven of them. They're talking about all of us, all of us are bulletproof. I think every single person who's a member of BTS has faced some sort of adversity because of it. You know, somebody in your life has turned up your, their nose at even just the the thought, the mention of K-pop or BTS or oh, yeah. has made fun of you for fangirling or doesn't get why you would want to listen to some boy band from South Korea. But, you know, like just hearing them say this to say we are forever Forever. we're together bulletproof and we're forever bulletproof um it's just really reassuring and comforting and it's also a fucking like battle cry like fuck yes we are Mm -hmm. we are bulletproof like anything that it, it makes us it makes me feel ultra proud me too yeah and it's just being proud of being an army being proud of bts bts being proud of us it really the song unifies us all Mm -hmm. another lyric that they kind of say throughout is yeah we are not seven with you like they themselves don't even feel like seven together without us army being there with them Mm -hmm. the number is far more vast 
Um, one of the last lines during the bridge of this song is, tell me your every story. Tell me why you still walking with us. So I just thought, I mean, I know we still have to say that ego is at the end of this album mm-hmm. and give our final thoughts, but I just thought it'd be nice if we kind of talked about at the towards the end of all this, why are we still walking with them? And for me, it's just... Ever since I got introduced to them, I haven't looked back. I've always found exactly what I need from them, you know, when I need it. There's been songs that have really moved me emotionally, songs that have gotten me through things, songs that have made me feel so happy that I couldn't even believe that's the feeling I could get from from music. Yeah, and from idols. Um, from, yeah, mm-hmm. and I just, I, I, I'm still here because I feel like they're, they're real people. They're humble. They they do such a good job of showing us their their authentic selves. And to me, that's something that I personally really respect, and that I think it's special that yeah. they're able to do that in the capacity that they still do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so. I agree with all of that. Um, I was thinking about this question when I was on my way to work this morning, uh, listening to the song and. For me, from the beginning, uh, I enjoyed the music. I really enjoyed the music, and I I think that was the main thing that got me into it. But then just falling in love with their personalities, and ever since then, they haven't. They've just been such a blessing, and that their music has really helped me. And their music is constantly good; like it's just always really, really well done. And I vibe and jam to all their songs, but I can also cry and be happy with their songs. I mean, it's just, it's become a passion of mine. Um, and I guess maybe a hobby in a way, like something that just brings me a lot of joy. It's brought you, I mean, they've brought you and I even to be closer. Um, and uh, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's a mix of it all. And, you know, I can't, how could I walk away? How could I, they've done nothing that would make me want to stop being with them except for being way too fucking hot um (laughs) (laughs) for our health we have to understand yeah Um, Yeah. it's the music it's the music it's their personalities i feel like they're they're our friends you know Mm -hmm. and really good friends they just they make music that they want to make that resonates with them and Mm -hmm somehow it also resonates with us and the rest of Mm -hmm. army in so many different ways and um i just i feel like we're just gonna be with them as long as they will let us yeah Yeah. and when we're like 50 years old we're totally hiring private investigators to figure out where they are at (laughs) at that time (laughs) you know Uh, i'm i'm excited to see where they go in life after bts I feel like I'm gonna be a lifelong fan. Oh, me I feel too. like I'm gonna play. You know, their music I feel like I'm kids. gonna. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. You know, and I, you know, I'm gonna keep up on their lives when I'm. You yeah. know, if they have like a yeah. reunion tour. Oh my God, Kayla. That's. Oh, I mean, that just can you imagine? that just solidifies. Like it's really they've given us a place where we as friends can continue to see each other later on in life, like after we have kids or whatever, and maybe we'll stop doing this podcast and be a little bit more distant with each other. But I mean, if there's a BTS reunion tour or something, of course we're going to hit each other up, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, and we'll always have this time, you know, in our history together, we have, 107 <laughs> recorded conversations that, are like that over we've had an hour long. 
Yeah. That like if we're ever missing each other, we can if we can stand the sound of our own oh, voice, God. we can go back and listen. Yeah. Whenever I do though, I just like laugh and smile along because I just love I just love you and I love our friendship so much and I just love that like BTS has really given us I never, this part of I our lives. I would never thought that this would have come have a podcast. Would have come from from being a fan of BTS. Yeah, yeah. I know so much has yeah. has come from it. Yeah. So many good things. Mm-hmm. And all of you guys, all you iconics too. I, I, you guys all have your special connection with BTS too, and what they've brought to you in your life. And the, I mean, of course, like that's why we're still walking with them. They've brought us. Mm-hmm. They've brought us more than more than just what music most music can bring. Um, they've brought. They've really given themselves to us and and provided us with so many wonderful, wonderful things. Ah, BTS. We love you so much. much. Thank you for this album. (sighs) Uh, So lastly here, guys, the last song in the album, well, it's kind of the last song in the album, is Outro Ego, which is J-Hope's solo song. It was written and produced by His Noise, Supreme Boy, and J-Hope. Definitely, guys, if you want to know more about the lyrics, production, and meaning of the song, go check out our 103rd episode, um, which is... I think it's called That's My Ego or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Wow. We mm. did it. <laughs> we did it. Oh. I absolutely love this album. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised by it. I was, of course, impressed by it. I could not even pick a favorite song. No. Of course, there's songs <laughs> that I tend to play on repeat more often, um, but I just... I truly enjoy what each member has has given mm. us in this album. I am so fucking excited for the concert yeah. and to hear some of these songs live. I um I'm just I'm super happy. I love it. I'm super happy too. It's it's a great cathartic album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and super meaningful for us army who have either been around a long time or have gone back and you know learned the history of bts and army because there's so many like bts army relationship feels in this album that just really highlights how close we are and how important we are to each other mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's really a a beautiful gift for for army mm-hmm. and bts yeah so guys, if you like this episode, if you've enjoyed any of our previous episodes, there's a few things you can do to let us know. Um, you can contact us on social media or you can send us an email to give us feedback about this episode or just let us know your thoughts and feelings about the album. Um, also, spreading the word about this podcast via yeah. word of mouth, like telling people in your regular life whether they like BTS or not, you know, maybe you introduce <laughs> them to BTS by introducing them to this podcast. And maybe, yeah, maybe they like podcasts yeah. and you're like, Hey, Hey, there's this podcast I like, and you know, you haven't heard about much about this topic, but maybe you would like it now. Um, that's truly the best, the best way to get other people to know about us. Um, but you can also of course write a review for us on iTunes or really whatever mm-hmm. platform you listen on and, all of that means so much to us. We thank the you so much. The support is wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Iconics. You are all iconic. And Kayla, you and I are iconic. And we're all just being iconic together, yeah. being a part of the best fandom ever. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, so you can find links for all of those things in the description. In the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.